This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, I want to still encourage you to continue to fast. And, uh, and we have one more week left of fasting. Amen? And just, just stay, stay encouraged. Amen? One more week. Amen. Glory to God. You can count it down. And, uh, and we are doing 21 days of fasting. And um, through uh, the, the past couple services, we found out that we should be fasting for purpose. Amen. And so I, hopefully this year, um, you know, like in the new year, you set new year resolutions uh, that you're fasting and you're believing God for that God's going to do something amazing in your life this year. Amen. And, uh, you know, what, whatever um, you might be needing from God, God wants to fulfill your needs. You believe that today? And He wants to, you know, uh, abundantly, you know, bless you above more than you can ask or think. Do you believe that today? And so God wants us in a position, in a position, what I call the blessing. Amen. And I want to walk in the blessing of God. Amen. And I don't want to go from, you know, some Christians go from miracle to miracle. They pray for miracles, but... I'd rather walk in the blessing of God where I don't need a miracle. I can be somebody's miracle. Amen. In other words, I'm, I'm the one that's so blessed that I can actually help other people and help them and become their miracle for, for them. Amen. And so, and so we're, we're looking at fasting and prayer. And the, and the title of my sermon uh, today is uh, Stay Hungry for God. Amen. It's, I think it's appropriate since we're fasting. Amen. Stay hungry for God. That sounds like a pun, doesn't it? Stay hungry for God. And so we need to, we need to stay uh, hungry for God because, um, you know, I, I believe that, you know, a lot of times um, that, that we can lose our hunger for the things of God in this walk that we walk in. And, um, and so we, we, need, we need to just stay hungry. And let me just talk to you a little bit about last week. We, I talked about fasting and that fasting is the key way to show our humility towards God. And um, I believe humility is a, a supernatural key in walking in, in the mega grace of God. How many people would uh, agree with me that walking in humility is a key to walking in God's grace? And I like what it says in 1 Peter uh, Peter and James had it down in, in the humility department. And Peter said in, in 1 Peter 5, 5 through 7, he said, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourself to your elders. Amen? So, um, so it says, Yes, all of you be submissive to one another. So walking in humility is being submissive. Can, can I get an amen here? Walking in humility is submitting ourselves not to just to God, uh, but it's submitting ourselves, you know, to the, our leaders, submitting ourselves to one another. Um, and it says here, be clothed in humility. So we're supposed to clothe ourselves in humility. And it says, for God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So I love that. So um, uh, I, I don't want God resisting me. Um, uh, and he, and he does resist us. You say, well, God loves us, but if we get into pride, then, then God will resist us in our pride. Amen. But God works with us in humility. Does that make sense? So, so I don't want to be in opposition to God. I want to be flowing with God. How many people are with me today that you want, you don't want to be in opposition. So pride, uh, puts us in an opposing manner towards God. 
And then Peter says, therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Amen. Casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. Amen. And so we see here that he says that that as we humble ourselves under his mighty hand, that eventually we might be in a place in our life where we don't feel too exalted. We don't feel like we're maybe we don't feel like we're on top of the mountain. Maybe we're in a place in our life where we might be in the valley. Has anybody ever been in the valley in the house today? Have you ever been in that place where you just felt like that you were just not really on top of the mountain. Has anybody know what I'm talking about? It might have been. It might even be. You know, this year, or even what we've been going through as a church, um, even as the even the, the the universal church with the pandemic and all this that's going on, and and it's still going. <laughs> Amen. It seems like it's never going to end. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I thought you know you know you, we think that for three months that we would just be wearing masks and now it seems like they want to wear masks for the rest of the you know until Jesus comes back amen and so but uh, but but stay in faith because God is bringing us to the mountain amen. we might be in, in a valley and we might find ourselves in a valley at times but we are going to the mountaintop amen. and our faith will get us there to the mountain top do you believe that to the summit that's why they, you got people that are mountain climbers and they're whole, when they climb that mountain. And, and I'm telling you, our faith walk is like climbing a mountain. It, it's not easy all the time. It's not easy serving God all the time. It's not easy reading your Bible and praying and giving. It's not easy picking up your cross and following Jesus. It's kind of like climbing a mountain. Amen. And uh, but but our faith can get us to the summit. And that's what every mountain climber, they're trying to get to the summit, the very top, so they can look down and see the valley. Amen. And they said, whoo, we made it. And I'm going to say this to you today. You're going to make it. I'm, you're going to make it through this fast. You're going to make it through this year. We're going to make it through these you know, the, the, this, this so-called pandemic that, that we're still going through, amen? We're going to make it, amen? You just got to believe that. Look at your neighbor and say, you're going to make it. Amen. It, sounds, it looks like you guys are pretty enthusiastic there. We're going to make it, amen? And so, and so we see this, that, that, that Peter says that, that it's not just, listen, when we read our Bibles, we hear what God tells us, you know, what he's saying to us. But, we, but to be blessed, we have to obey it. So it's more than just reading, it's obeying God's scriptures. So he's saying here that in, in walking in humility, we have to learn to cast our cares on the Lord. So the key to humil- humility to Peter, as Peter is uh, talking to us, he's saying the key is learning to cast all your cares on the Lord. Amen. So, so, so if we're going to walk in the grace of God, we can't walk in any fear. Oh, I'm talking to somebody today. We can't walk in any anxiety. We can't be worrying about tomorrow. We can't be worrying about our past. No, our past is in the past. You can't unscramble scrambled eggs. Amen. You got to keep moving forward. You can't look back and, and, and if you keep looking back, you end up falling into a ditch if you're trying to move forward. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So you can't 
Uh, you don't want to focus on your past, but we want to focus that God has a bright future for us, so we have to learn to cast our cares on the Lord. And sometimes when things aren't looking right, I will, I will start quoting scriptures and I will start telling the Lord that I trust you, Lord, even though it's not looking right. I, I will say, God, I trust you in this situation. I trust you. I believe that you have, you know, uh, my, 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 my best uh, 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 for me, I, that, that you have, uh, you know, the best intentions for me and, and that, that you only have good for me. And, and no matter what the enemy might be doing to discourage me, uh, God, you're going to bring me up on top. You're going to bring me to the next level. See, every time we go through a problem or we go through pressure in this life, it's an opportunity for us to say, I trust God. I'm going to say it again. It's an opportunity for us to say, I believe that God is with me, that God is for me, that no weapon formed against me shall prosper, that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church and the gates of hell cannot prevail against you. So we have to learn to cast our cares on the Lord. And that's being humble. That's saying, I'm trusting God. I'm not trusting in myself. I'm not trusting in, 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 in my paycheck, but I'm trusting in God. James 4, 6 says it this way. But he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud. And James got this right too. Uh, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil. And he will flee from you. So I believe in this time of fasting and prayer, it's going to strengthen us to give us the ability to resist the devil. Because the devil is trying to tempt us in different ways. And some of us have weaknesses. But this year, I believe, is the year that you're going to break through and you're going to overcome some weaknesses that's been dogging you all your life. Can I get an amen in here? Or oh me, I, it, it doesn't matter. Whatever weakness they, and, and, and I'm going to say this: you know, worry is a weakness. Can I say that again? Worry is a weakness. We are not supposed to be worrying. We're not supposed to be fretting. We're not, you know, we're supposed to be casting all our cares on the Lord. So, so, and, 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 and so this year, make it a point that you're going to worry less and you're going to rejoice more. The Bible says, count it all joy when you encounter trials, when you encounter tribulations. Count it all joy. Why? Because God's going to work out good out of the, the bad that the enemy's trying to do in some of our lives. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So God gives more grace to the humble. He empowers us to be able to resist the onslaughts of the devil in our lives, the temptations and then, and then he said, then we have the power to, to submit to God. We're submitting to God. We're resisting the devil. And the Bible says the devil has to flee from us. Amen. Uh, fasting and prayer, it, 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 it's so amazing that what it can do for us and it can empower us to walk this Christian life that God has, has uh, ordained us to walk in. So we have to do that in Jesus' name. So today, I want to just uh, focus on fasting and prayer to develop a hunger for God. And, uh, and we need to stay hungry for God, especially in this day and age when you have distractions, and you have everything around you. We need to stay hungry for God. Matthew 5, 6 
says it this way, and this is Jesus. This is his, you know, he's ministering on the mount, this sermon on the mount. And Jesus said in uh, Matthew 5, 6, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. How many people are hungering today for more of God in your life? How many people are hungering and thirsting for righteousness? And, and, and when we are hungry, and thirsty, it says that God will fill us. What will He fill us? He will fill us with the fullness of His love. He will fill us with the fullness of His joy. He will fill us with the fullness of His peace. Are you listening to me today? We can walk in the overflow. I'm going to say it again. We can walk in the overflow no matter what is going on in our lives, no matter what the enemy's trying to do. And so the problem can arise when we're walking with God that we can lose our, our hunger for the things of God. Uh, this happened uh, in the church of uh, Laodiceans. Uh, they lost their need of dependence on God. And this is the book of Revelation. In the book of Revelation, Jesus uh, gave the uh, revelation to John the Apostle. And he, he, gave, he gave John, you know, the, the, the book to write, the book of Revelation, which is the revelation of Jesus. And, um, and in that, there were seven churches that, uh, that, that were letters were written to these seven churches in that day. And those churches are, are, are it's representing churches today. Amen. And in Revelation 3, 14 and 17, uh, this is what uh, John wrote that, that Jesus spoke to him about, this particular church of La- Laodiceans. He says, And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things say, says the, the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. Uh, I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of your mouth, out of my mouth, because you say I am rich and have become wealthy and have need of nothing, and and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Now, now look at this. This is really amazing. It, 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 this is this is what happened to the children of Israel when they got into the promised land. The children of Israel, when they got into the promised land and they were in that that land flowing with milk and honey, they went through the wilderness. They were in the wilderness for forty years. They finally got into, and then they 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 got everything that God wanted them to have. They had prosperity. They had blessing. They had all this. The children of Israel started forgetting about God. In other words, their reliance was on their stuff. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? I think the, the, the thing that can mess us up as Christians is that we have more, more than enough at times. In other words, we don't have any needs. There's nothing pressing in our life to seek God. In other words, there's, we, there, you know, we're healthy. We have money in the bank. Everything is fine. And what happens is that it, we can lose our dependence on God. Because, we, because, because there's nothing, you know, there's no pressing problem that pushes us or forces us to get on our knees. And so we can have a tendency like the Laodicean church, we can have a tendency to think that we got everything going on and and they had some wealth, they had things going on, 
uh, in the natural, but they had nothing going on in the spiritual. Oh, man, I'm preaching today. And, I, and, and it's fine. We can have some good stuff. Thank God that we live in America. And thank God that most of us have, you know, everybody in here have housing and, and everything. And, every, you know, you've you got a roof over your head. Praise God. And, and, and the bottom line is that we can put our dependency on our stuff. And we don't want to put our dependency on our stuff. What, what we want to put our dependency on God. And so we see here that, that they were neither cold or hot. And I, I, I heard one minister talk about this when, when you think oh, I, uh, that God wants you cold. Well, well, cold and hot was really, you know, it wasn't cold as in you're cold to the things of God. Cold as in a cold glass of water is really good on a hot day. And a, and a hot uh, cup of soup is good on a cold day. So what he's saying is that our life is refreshing to God. Either it's cold and that's refreshing or it's hot and that's refreshing. But he says when our life is just lukewarm to the things of God and we're not seeking God like we used to be, seeking him and we're not really putting God first place, then our our life becomes bland. Have anybody ever had lukewarm coffee? Amen. Amen. And so we don't want our life. Anybody say, no, okay. Yeah, I just had some out there, Pastor. Yeah, okay. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, and, uh, no, our coffee's good coffee, amen. And, uh, it's, it's nice and hot. Glory to God. And so what I'm saying, God wants us to be pleasing in His sight. He, He wants us to be, uh, you know, uh, 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 a pleasing aroma unto Him. And so he doesn't want us putting our faith in what we have. Don't put your faith in the blessings of God, but put your faith in the blesser. Don't just put your faith in the blessings. And we have a tendency to do that. We have a tendency to, to, to measure our peace by, by what we have. And we need to measure our peace by walking in obedience to God. So my prayer is that we don't get so satisfied with, with having the world's goods that we lose our satisfaction in the true riches of God. Are you listening to what I'm t- talking to, to you today? And so we, need allow, we don't need to allow other things to become more important than God. There are three dangers that causes us Christians to lose our hunger for God. Number one, we don't spend enough time in God's word to understand him. We start losing our devotional time. And I want to, I you know, encourage you to every day spend time with God. Every day spend time in His Word. Every day spend time in prayer. Amen? Spend time with God. Getting to understand who God is. In Matthew 13, 18, and 19, uh, this is Jesus and He's speaking and He's It's the parable of the sower. He says, therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who receives seed by the wayside. So we see here that, um, that the devil, he is constantly trying to work against us to make us forget about the promises of God's word. Am I, are you listening to what I'm saying today? In other words, the devil is trying to make us forget God's truth of his word that he's for us. He's with us. 
He won't leave us or forsake us. Amen. And the enemy is constantly trying to get us to forget God. Amen. In other words, if we don't get into the word and get an understanding of who God is, the devil's going to come and steal what little we have. And I don't want to be ripped off by the devil. Amen. So the remedy for this is 2 Timothy 2.15. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the, the word of truth. So we need to get into the word. Sometimes I would read, and I, I tell you this quite often, I will read the same scriptures over and over again. And why? Because I'm trying to get the scriptures more than just memorizing the scriptures. It's good to memorize it. But, but it's better to get the scriptures into your heart. And when you have the, and so you have to constantly go back uh, to the scriptures. You have to look at the scriptures. You have to meditate on the word day and night, the Bible says. And when you're looking at the scriptures and reading it, you, you become what the scriptures say that you are. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, 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 so when the enemy's trying to come against us and trying to tell us that we're losers, that we're not going to make it, uh, that we might as well give up. No, no, no. The scriptures will come up live to us. And when, when the enemy tells us to give up, no, the Bible says through faith and patience, we inherit the promises. So when you have the scriptures, you understand it takes patience in this walk to receive the promise. So if it takes patience, we don't give up. We keep pressing in. We keep pressing into the things of God. Uh, number two, uh, what happens is when we start losing our hunger for God, it, one of the w- ways that we do that is we get disappointed or offended with God at, because maybe a prayer wasn't answered the way we thought it should be answered or things aren't rolling in our life the way we thought that they're supposed to be rolling in our lives, and things are just moving too slow for us. Have you ever been there that it seems like that, that your prayer life is moving way too slow? Yeah. Have you ever been there where it says, okay, God, win, God, win? You know, you know and, and sometimes we, maybe we have an expectation of, of God doing something in our life and, and we're believing something's going to happen and that expectation isn't met. Well, when that, an expectation isn't met, we get disappointed. And when we get disappointed, what, what, what can happen is that it can cause us to say, well, it's not worth serving God. It's not worth reading our Bible. It's not worth praying and fasting. No, it's always worth it. It's always worth sowing into the Spirit because when you sow into the Spirit, you will reap life. When you sow into the flesh, you will always reap death. So he says, don't, so, so this number two key, don't get offended with God. Don't allow any offense or, or any disappointment because God never misses it. If, we, if there's something wrong in our life, it's not God's fault. He doesn't miss it. We're, we're either stepping out of line somewhere or there's a process for that promise to come to pass in our lives. In Matthew 13, 20 and 21, it says here, But he that receives seed into the stony places, the same is he that hears the word. And, the, and, and they receive it with joy. Yet he, he has no root in himself, but 
endureth for a while, then when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, by and by he is offended. So here he's talking about the person that receives the word of God in stony places and, and we receive the word with joy. We all want the blessings of God. We hear the, the promise of God being ministered in the pulpit. And we all say yes and amen. But then when we start standing to see that promise come to pass. And there arises some persecution. There arises some things that, that comes against us while we're standing. Uh, uh, that causes us, like I said, to, to get disappointed with the process of walking with God. Don't get disappointed with the process of walking with God. There is a process. There is little beginnings before you get big blessings. Uh, I'm going to say that this again. There's always little beginnings before you see big blessings. Joseph, you know, started out, you know, he was just serving his father of course, he was, uh, he was there with his family, and then he had the dreams that he was going to rule over his family. And then he got thrown into the pit, and then he ended up serving in Potiphar's house. He got sold into slavery and, and was serving in Potiphar's house. And then, then the Lord blessed him so much, even in slavery, he became like a king in that house. And then, you know, uh, why he was doing the right things, the wrong things happened. He got accused of, of trying to rape uh, Potiphar's wife. And then he got thrown into prison. And, he, and, and, and even, though he was, even, the, even though the process was, was really molding him into what God wanted him to be, a man of humility un, under, you know, uh, under authority. And then you know, he was in the prison. And then God raised him up to lead in that prison. And he became the headmaster in the prison until finally that day he walked out of the prison and got into the palace. And I'm going to say this to you today. Maybe you feel like you're in a prison. Maybe you feel like you've been in this prison way too long. I'm going to say this to you today. The prison door is already open. I'm going to say to you today, all you need is to take some steps of faith and start walking through, amen, and start walking through those prison doors, amen. You may feel like you're in a prison, but I'm telling you, the palace is, is, is just a touch away. The, the place where you're believing God to bring you to is, is closer than you think, amen. Do you believe that today? No matter what, you may feel like you're in a prison. I'm telling you, God is, is a master of opening prison doors. Amen? And so we must get a revelation of that, uh, that, that God is not our problem. The devil is working against us, trying to keep us from walking in the blessings of the Lord. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And, uh, and so we got to get that revelation. Number three, we, we need to uh, uh, not allow other things to become more important to us instead of pursuing the most important thing in our, in our lives. That is going, growing up in a relationship with God. So we don't want to allow things to be more important and we don't want to be pursuing other things uh, uh, more than God. Like I said, the Israelites, they got, so, uh, they got so blessed that they started forgetting God. And eventually they started serving idols and they started serving other gods. And, and finally, what happened was because of that and they stopped worshiping God, the curse came into their lives. 
This is the Israelites. And then they ended up getting into bondage. And that's the same thing with us Christians today. If we stop worshiping God and we start hanging on to the stuff that we have and we start focusing on just our monetary blessings, we can lose what God has given us. And I don't want to lose what God has given us. In Matthew 13, 22, it says, He also that receives seed among the thorns is that he that hears the word and in the cares of the world, the deceitfuls and riches choke out the word and has become unfruitful. Amen. So, so we see here on the third soil that Jesus is talking about, he's saying people that hear the word of God and, and they, and they walk in it for a certain amount of time. But when the deceitfulness of riches come in, it chokes out the world word of God in our lives. The deceitfulness of riches is that we're running after finances instead of running after God. We're running at, at, we're, 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 we're putting uh, monetary things uh, before us instead of God. Listen, you seek first the kingdom of God. The Bible says all these things will be added to us. If we seek God, if we seek first the kingdom, that's what this fasting and pray, pray, praying is all about for the beginning of this year. We're putting God first place. And as we put God first place, God will add to us. That is a promise. God will add to us. So we must, we must put God first place in our lives. Amen. And, uh, and I like what Jesus says in Matthew 10, 37, 39. Uh, 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 Matthew 30, uh, 10, 37, 39. He who loves father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son and daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. So I'm going to say this, that, you know, one of my prayers that I pray for you guys and I pray for myself and my family is that God will bring me into total unity with himself, that God will bring me and you uh, into oneness. And I'm telling you, when we get into oneness with God, we're going to walk in so much peace. We're going to walk in so much joy. It doesn't matter what's happening around us. We're going to walk through the fire and we will not be burned. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? It doesn't matter how hot the fire gets and the circumstances of life that we deal with. When we're walking in oneness with God, I'm telling you, we're going to be like the Hebrew children, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. When they were standing with God, they weren't willing to bow down before the idol. And they said they weren't going to bow down. And when they went into the fire, the Bible said that there was a fourth man in the fire. And that fourth man looked like the Son of God. And when we're in the fire of life, I'm going to say to you today, Jesus is in the fire with you. Don't forget about Jesus. Sometimes the enemy will make us think we're in it by ourselves. Oh, we have no hope that that nothing's working, uh, that everything's falling apart. No, yeah, 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 it might, things might not be looking good. But if you can remember that Jesus is with you, that Jesus is with you in the storms of life. See, see, the problem, what happens is, is that we start focuses 
focusing on the circumstances that, 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 that causes us to look away from the Word of God. And when, we're, when we get unfocused on Jesus and we get focused on circumstances, we begin to sink like Peter. Remember when Peter was on the boat and Jesus was walking on the water? And Peter said, if that be you, uh, you bid me to come out into the water. Jesus said, come. And Peter walked, was the only water walker that day. He walked on the water. But the Bible said that the wind started brushing up and the waves started brushing up as he was walking on the water. And the Bible says that Peter got focused on the wind and the waves. I'm going to say to you this morning, stop focusing on the wind and the waves. Stop focusing on those things. No, no, don't focus on the wind. No, focus on Jesus. Peter, Peter, stop. You know, he was doing good when he was focused on Jesus and walking towards Jesus. But when, when he allowed distraction to come in, Peter started sinking. But thank God he, he cried out to Jesus. And when your faith don't get you there, God's mercy can pick you back up. I'm going to say it again. When your faith is failing... God's mercy can come in and God can help you because sometimes our faith fails at times. But sometimes our faith doesn't get us there at times. But when our faith fails, we can cry out to Jesus and his mercy can come in and get us back to the boat. Thank God for his mercy. Thank God for faith. But, but then Jesus said to Peter, why did you doubt? So, so we doubt we doubt God because we're too focused on the circumstances of life. How did Abraham make it through and when, 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 when he said that uh, Sarah's womb was dead, when he was an old man? How did he get the promise of Isaac in his life? How, how did he get the promise? The Bible says in, in Romans 4 that, that, that Abraham, he, he, he didn't focus on his, the deadness of Sarah's womb. He didn't focus on how old he was. He didn't focus on that. He, he stopped focusing on that and he considered God. And I'm going to say this this morning. Hopefully this fast will bring us into a place, fasting and prayer, that, that will get us realigned and refocused in God. Realigned and refocused on what God's calling us to do. Listen, we just got to get back to the basics. And you say, well, what is the basics, Pastor? What, well, we got to get back to the basics. Uh, one of the basics is we got we to keep praying. We gotta, we, in other words, we stay connected to God. In prayer, that includes reading the Word of God. We got to keep praying and confessing the Word of God every day. We got to keep giving. These are, these are Christian duties that Jesus talks about in the book of Matthew. He says there's three Christian duties that, that he says when you fast, when you pray, and when you give. And, and these, are the, these are the basics of Christianity. As Christians, we seek God. Amen? We humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God. We keep fasting. We keep uh, praying. We keep giving. Amen? And why? Because that's what we do. That's, that's the good works. And, and, and the Bible talks about the 100-fold blessing. Have you ever heard of that? Some will receive 30, some will receive 60, some will receive 100-fold. And, and one of my prayers that I pray for me and for you guys is that we're 100-fold good fruit-bearing Christians. 
That's a good prayer. Lord, help me to be a one-hundred-fold. I I, yeah, I like 30. 60 is good. But I want the hundredfold. How many people want to be a hundredfold good fruit-bearing Christian? And I say, I say to the Lord, Lord, help me, my wife, my children, the members and visitors of Sea Life Church, be 100-fold good fruit-bearing Christians today. Bring us into a place where Sea Life Church is a 100-fold good fruit-bearing uh, Christian church. And, and so I pray this every day because I want, I want the best. That God has for us. Amen? And as we, as we focus on these things, and I believe as we do the basics, as we go back to the basics of giving, praying, fasting, it brings us into a place where we're walking in that 100-fold blessing. Are you hearing me today? Did you receive it this morning? I believe that this week, I know, I know some of you have been, you know, you, you, I, I had reports like, oh, I, I didn't do as well this week. And that's all right. We got one more week. Amen. We got one more week. Make this last week the best week. Come on. Come on. Make this, make this the seven days. You're going you're gonna to just, just pull out all the stops. And you're going to go water only, you know, <laughs> just, just get, just say, I'm going to do a seven day water fast. You guys are coming. You guys will be walking, walking on air when you come out here on, on Sunday of next week. Glory to God. And, uh, and I'll tell you, just make this next seven days. Say, that's it. Uh, you know, I may have not done as well the past 14 days, but the next seven days, oh, I'm pulling out all the stops. Glory to God. And I'm telling you, you get serious. I'm telling you, just serious in seven days can trump 21 days of being so, 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 so. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Make the next seven days unbelievable. Make it the, make, make sure that you're going to put God in your seven days. Keep reading John, the gospel of John, 21 chapters, one for each day of our fast. Keep studying the word of God. Keep pressing in. I'm going to say this. The best is yet to come for Exceed Life Church. You believe that today? I'm telling you, God is preparing this church. God is preparing us for glorious days. I'm believing that we're going to have days like heaven here on earth. Do you believe that today? Do you believe that we can have days like heaven down here on earth. We are preparing for those kind of days because I'm telling you, miracles are coming to exceed Life Church. The harvest is coming in to exceed Life Church. We haven't seen anything yet and the best is yet to come. You believe that today? Did you receive it today? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you that the best is yet to come. That you are preparing us, Father God, no matter what it looks like, no matter what the, the adversities that's been attacking our lives lately, I know, Father God, you're bigger than all the adversities. You're bigger than the obstacles that, that, that are coming against us. And I just know, Father God, that, that you're bringing us to the mountaintop. And I, I know that there's maybe people here in the audience today or maybe those watching online. And, and maybe you, you, you know it's time for you to, to give God 100% of your life. It, it's time to sell out all the way. And this is the day of salvation, the Bible says. So if you're ready to sell out to God, to, to say, that's it, God, you're, I'm, I'm, I'm getting you in my life 100%. I'm not going to just dabble in the world and dabble in, in religion. I'm going to put you first place. Well, I want you to pray this prayer with me. 
and mean in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Continue to give me hunger for your word and your truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.